Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Did you know a recent law can leave your personal data exposed online for anybody to find? If you've turned on the news lately, you know the internet has created a dangerous new world. It's time you take back the power by using a new website called Truthfinder. Have you been issued a speeding ticket? Received a lien from the IRS? Did you forget about an embarrassing social media profile? That info may already be online. Truthfinder can help you find it. Truthfinder searches millions of public records, assembling the data together in one report. Members get unlimited searches, so you can also look up those close to you and make sure they're not hiding something. Visit truthfinder.com nancy. Enter your own name. Get started. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph, Channel 132. Dogs really are man's best friend. Dogs are our pets and companions. And we love them even though they often seem unable to do anything more than lie around and run after sticks. You can find all kinds of interesting and incredible stories involving dogs saving humans from disastrous situations. We hear about heroes and hero detectives all the time, but our unsung heroes, the ones we never hear about, are our furry friends. 
the heroes, pet detectives and heroes, and I'm bringing you real live cases today, along with an awesome all-star lineup of a panel, including Jack Hanna. We all know Jack Hanna, the director emeritus, the animal ambassador of the world-famous Columbus Zoo and Aquarium, the host of Jack Hanna's Into the Wild and Wild Countdown. I mean, this guy, I will never forget doing an HLN show and a Larry King show, which I still have photos of, where Jack would bring on animals from his zoo all the way to New York City. And what a time we had. The best shows ever. And as I've always told Jack Hanna, the best witnesses I've ever put on the stand were dogs. Also with me, my longtime friend and colleague, Jane Velez Mitchell, reporter and animal lover, Dory Natal, who has an incredible story of how a dog saved her son, and Shannon Niehaus, also with us, with a dramatic story of a life-saving animal hero. Jack Hanna, welcome to Crime Stories. Tell me your thoughts on animal heroes. Why do they go unsung? Well, you know, you know, we're all in the media, and you know, a lot of times the uh, the media likes to talk about negative things with the animals. When you know, it's just news. People love animals since the beginning of time. Uh, as I tell people, you know, I don't know what the prehistoric wolf looked like and things like that, but as things developed over the thousands, tens of millions of years, whatever, then those animals became, you know probably the, the food source for many, many people, the cave people or whoever was alive then. And, of course, those animals became uh, more, the word I use, habituated, which means used to people. I mean, look at Diane Fossey. Uh, uh, I knew her. She was a friend of mine, and I have a home in Rwanda right next to Mount Gorillas where Sue and I have a home there, two miles from where the gorillas live. And you look back at history uh, where the gorillas were poached. They were hunted for body parts and for food and things like this. Um, so as, as cultures developed throughout the world way back from, who knows, tens of thousands, millions of years ago, cultures developed. And that's what I tell people. I have a saying real quickly, touch the heart to teach the mind. So when I go into these countries all over the world to film, and not just to film, to talk to them about, you know, taking care of conservation animals, like the birds they might eat too many of or this and that, and you talk to them about their lives first, the people. Then you can help the animals. I've always learned this over the years of 45 years of doing this, that I go in and help people first, and then that in turns helps the development of the animal world. So that's what I do a great deal of. With me is the renowned Jack Hanna the director emeritus of the world-famous Columbus Zoo and Aquarium and host of Jack Hanna's Into the Wild and Wild Countdown, Jane Velez Mitchell. How are I you, will man? never forget. Oh, man, I miss you so much, Jane Velez too. Mitchell. I, I will never forget. I, I think it was during Tot Mom, Casey Anthony, we were all down in Orlando, and everyone was going to go out to dinner one night. And we ended up at, what was that place? Um, anyway, it was a steakhouse. And I thought that Jane Velez Mitchell was going to jump out of her skin. She, By the time it was all over, <laughs> I was afraid to even have a bowl of spinach. So, Jane Velez Mitchell, why is this so important well, to you? Well, um, if we love animals, don't eat them. Don't wear them. Uh, my belief system is that they're not commodities. They're not things for us to use. They're individuals who are entitled to their own lives and that they have so much more in common with us than they have separating us. 
uh, the animals that have central nervous systems, that have eyes, hearts, ears. Anybody who has a dog knows dogs dream. So do pigs. So we have so much in common with these animals. And the truth is what's killing them, and by killing them, we're killing ourselves with heart disease and cancer and many other diseases. So there's a way now to live. And, and honestly, we can't sustain it, Nancy. Uh, animal agriculture is the leading cause of of greenhouse gases more than all transportation combined. It's the leading cause of habitat destruction, which makes it a leading cause of wildlife extinction. Why? Because we're seven and a half billion people on this planet, but we kill 60 to 70 billion animals that eat a lot of food. So we have to destroy a lot of forests to create cropland to feed 60 to 70 billion animals, many of whom eat a lot more than we do. Jane Velez, tell me about Jane Unchained. Well, thanks. That's your new... Yes, thank you for asking, Nancy. When I left HLN, uh, they had graciously allowed me to do one animal story a week. I don't know if they knew what they were getting into, (laughs) but I uh, was able to cover many, many stories that normally don't get uh, national coverage. Jane, can I just tell you something? I would pass Jane in the hall, and she'd say, awesome ratings, Nancy. And I'm like, Jane, you got to stop with the plastic bags, okay? We know they're bad. I know they're bad. I don't think they realize that you are getting in a lot more animal stories, and I'm so proud of you. JaneUnchained.com, yes, right? Yes, thank you. And it's a social, it's a digital news network for animal rights. We uh, had almost 16 million views on Facebook this past year. We just added it up. Woo! Yeah, so we're growing. Okay, I want you to take a listen, you and Jack Hanna, to a very special guest joining me right now, Dory Natal. I am looking at a photo of you, Dory, and the story that you have to tell is incredible. Thank you. Tell me what happened, Dory. Welcome to Crime Stories here on Sirius XM 132. Tell me what happened. I'm sure Jack Hanna and Jane Velez are not going to be surprised, but I bet our listeners are. Go ahead. Um, My son was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when he was 2. It's an incurable, non-preventable lifetime disease um, where his blood sugar, we have to inject insulin multiple times in the day just to to keep him alive. Um, Without that, we prick his finger every 2 to 3 hours. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's just so much so fast. I always say I'm drinking out of a fire hydrant. I can't take it all in. Your baby, your baby boy, Mm -hmm. I have... A boy and a girl. Jack, can you believe it, Jane? I actually have children, my lifelong dream, and I'm miserable because I can just see them walking out the door to college. Little do they know mommy's going back to school. So I, my, my daughter just had, they're twins, so their birthday parties are now, they have to be separate. Misery. <laughs> my daughter had a spend the night party, and uh, one of her little friends has diabetes, mm-hmm. and she has a monitor. It went off all during the night, mm-hmm. and I was so afraid I would do something wrong. I kept reading the mom's text message instructions and, oh, I was so worried. Mm -hmm. Um, As it turned out, it was not, you know, hard to do at all, but it is very, you have to do it. You have to stay on top of it. I did it one night. You are telling me you give your son injections throughout today just to keep him alive. Yes, that's that's um, the thing that I think a lot of people don't really understand about diabetes is that type 1 diabetes especially is a 24-hour uh, disease. And you, I'm trying to be a pancreas for him. 
And it's a very hard thing to do. And when he was very little, he couldn't tell me how he felt, if he felt off. Um, so we decided to um, research um, all, the all the technology. We have a monitor, we finger prick, but then we started, we are an animal lover family, and we decided to... Wait a minute, guys, go online, and you got to look at the picture of what she's talking about. There's her beautiful baby boy. He's asleep with the covers pulled up. There's a diabetes monitor. Mm-hmm. There's stuff sitting on the, like a little pack folded out, a Medipack. Mm-hmm. You see her hand holding the monitor. It has 57 on it, and right beside it mm-hmm. is a dog that looks a lot like my little fat boy. <laughs> A little black dog looking up at the picture. And this is on Facebook. Now, now go ahead. I'm looking at the picture right now. Tell Mm -hmm. me what happened. Uh, Well, it was a typical night before bed. We always test his blood sugar. We calibrate his monitors. And then we go to sleep. I set several alarms overnight. And there's many things that can wake me up. Either my monitor, my alarm clock, or Jedi. And the amazing thing about Jedi is he's been with us for five years now, ever since my son was three, is he can sense... That's the dog, right? Yes. Jedi is my son's dog, and my son's name is Luke. Oh, my stars. I get it. He's an uh, English lab. Guys, this dog. Okay. Yes. Jane, you have to go online. We've posted this on Mm CrimeOnline.com. you got to see this dog. Jane, no stealing any more pets, okay? (laughs) Back to Jedi. Go ahead. Um. So we're Star Wars family, so Luke loves, uh, named him Jedi, and um, he has, as Luke calls him, magic powers. Jedi knows when he's going to drop or go, his blood sugar go high, about 20 minutes before the meters. Um, And sometimes the meters take a long time to catch up, but Jedi, um, they're still researching the actual chemical, but Jedi can smell the changes in Luke's body. And that Mm. night, he um, was laying on my feet, and his alert at night is to jump off the bed, jump back on the bed until I wake up. And so that night I was asleep. Everything was fine. I had tested his blood sugar like I do every night, and I had an alarm set for midnight but it, or midnight and 3, but it was between those alarms. And yet I jumped up off the, on the bed. It took me a minute to wake up because this is every night. And then he laid on me, and I got up, went to the kitchen like I always do, got his kit tested him and he was 57 and um which means i immediately had to wake him up and give him and have him ingest glucose what does that mean 57 what does that mean um it means oh wait a minute that's what it says right there 57 yeah the typical uh we all need glucose in ourselves to keep our bodies going it's the fuel for our bodies and typically most people run between 70 and 120 that's how much glucose they have in the cells and be below 70, it starts to become dangerous. Um, you can have um, a seizure. You can go into a coma. Um, Luke feels miserable when he's low. It's, he says it feels like a stone sinking into the ocean. Um, it's the body shutting down because it doesn't have enough glucose. And oh, my Luke, stars. Wait, wait, wait. Let me just take this in a moment. Mm-hmm. With me is Dory who you can see the photo of her little baby, her angel in bed, has type 1 diabetes. You have it for life, and it can cause a death. Your body starts to shut down. I'm looking at this shot of this beautiful angel, and he would not be alive today if it were not for the dog 
Jedi, and I'm looking at your post, and you say, I've already given him a glucose tab. Uh, what else could I do? There was nothing. So in that moment, I'm waiting for his blood sugar to come up, like I've done a thousand times, and I'll do a thousand times more. And I feel so alone in a world that doesn't understand what someone with type 1 diabetes goes through on a daily basis. And in that moment, I see beside you as this mom is standing there looking down on her son, wondering what's happening. And there is Jedi right beside the bed. Yes. I mean, I am so moved. If you could see this photo. So tell me again, what did Jedi do to make you get up? You'd already given him his, his, you'd already taken care of your baby. What made the dog, how did he get you awake to get in there? Um, he doesn't stop. He, he gets, he lays on me. He'll nudge me. He'll paw me. Um, he will do whatever it takes to get my attention. We've been working with him for years and he alerts multiple times a day. So for this particular one, he was not giving up until I woke up and, you know, we're tired. And so sometimes I looked at the meter and the meter said he was okay. So I didn't immediately jump, but when he didn't give up, I got up. And um, there have been several instances where he's found, he's alerted and Luke's been 30 or 40. And I don't know what the outcome of those would have been, um, but I know that Luke is healthier and happier and he's here today because of Jedi helping me do everything that I need to do 24 hours a day to keep, to keep Luke, you know, happy and here. And um, Jedi is, is always there for me. Um, It's an extra companion, an extra layer of support to help take care of Luke. And I'm forever indebted to him. To Jack Hanna, director emeritus of the world-famous Columbus Zoo and host of Jack Hanna's Into the Wild and The Wild Countdown. Jack, when a baby boy says, Jedi has superpowers, he has magical powers, how how does it happen? How do they do that? Well, how does a pet do that? Well, you know, listening to what you're saying, getting it together, what everyone is saying so far, real quickly, if you got a second, our daughter Julie, who lives with us, is 42 years old, at the age of two and a half, got the, one of the worst forms of leukemia you can imagine in the world, 1977. So we rushed her uh, down to St. Jude Hospital at that two-year-old age. We were in Knoxville at that time, by the way, and they told us she would not live 12 hours. So we got her barely there, and, and out of 12 kids on her floor, everyone passed away except she and a little boy. Now, Julie, back to the animals, was used for research. She had radiation in the brain along with another little boy, they were the only two that survived out of the 12 kids. Today, of course, that was one building in 1977. St. Jude has 30 today. So I'm saying that my daughter, Julie, along with the other boy, gave their lives. Julius has had her last brain tumor two years ago. She's 43, lives with us. We continue to have tumors, but thank God so far all of them have been, uh, she lives with us, not that uh, they're cancerous. But uh, she's been just, uh, she survived today. What I'm saying to you, talking about animal world, what you all are doing, if you look up, there's a list, and I don't know where it is, of how many diseases, whether it be measles, chicken pox, go down to about 40 of them, you'll see how the animal world literally saved human beings by research. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not for inhumane. I, I don't like animal research. We come to slamming dogs and animals and like that against windshields to test, test cars like they used to do. No, I'll fight that against every, every day. However, when it comes to, to animal research for humane, by the way, I said humane, all right, 
when my own daughter or other human beings are being used, the animal world literally has saved many of us. And one of the hardest things for me to do is what I have over the last 20 years, I guess it's because I'm not, I don't use the word celebrity, by the way. I never have. I'm an animal ambassador, and I, won't, I don't like the word celebrity. But when people come to me, and a little child, for example, last year was nine years old. I think it was from Indiana. Her sister, she came. She had maybe her, they told us on the phone, and they called the last wish and special wish. The last wishes are, you go to my office, you'll see the pictures of these young people who didn't make it in their last wish was to see an animal. You won't believe this. They came there um, last year. You could see that she was had, because I've been through all this stuff, where she has no hair and all the treatments with uh, drugs and everything, and she hadn't smiled. All of a sudden, I put a little penguin right there in her lap, and sure enough, she smiled for one of the first times. It's amazing what animals will do. Then I asked the father, let me wipe her hands off. Uh, I have a little sloth I wanted her to touch. It was born there, our zoo in Columbus. And he said, no, Jack, her hands will be washed very shortly, and he pointed to heaven. You don't think that myself and five of us there didn't lose it? You know, and what you're talking about, the same kind of thing. Animals, for some reason, they have a, they have a way with them. When I've seen these children, there are pictures on my walls, the ones that did not make it. Um, but they had their last thing. I go to children's hospitals even with some of the animals. You see these children and how they just come out of that pain. And, and uh, I wish I could explain it. You know, I, like I said, I have a saying I live by. It. You have touched the heart to teach the mind. And these kids are, are t- really touching my heart more than I am theirs. And I just, you know, uh, I don't know if that's what – I can answer your question again if you want me to. But I'm just telling you what I have to look at. I don't have to do it at all. But it's something that really shows me in life what the animal world means to, to all of us. You know, there were no words more beautiful than what you said, Jack Hanna. And I know you don't want to be thought of as a celebrity. And that's the truth about Jack. He's a world-famous celebrity. Everybody knows Jack Hanna. In fact, I, I, I may be guilty of putting you in my last book where there was an animal-related murder, but you weren't connected to that, Jack. So anyway, no. what I'm saying is everybody knows you and everybody loves you for what you're doing for animals. Did you know about a recent law that could leave your personal data exposed online for anybody to find? If you've turned on the news lately, you know the Internet has created a dangerous new world. Data breaches expose private information. There's a new cybersecurity threat every other day. And criminals can sell the identity of you and your family on the dark web. It's time you take the power back by using a new website called TruthFinder. TruthFinder allows you to find out exactly what information exists about you online. Have you gotten a speeding ticket, received a lien from the IRS, forgotten about an embarrassing social media profile? TruthFinder searches through millions of public records, puts all that data together in one easy-to-read report. Members get unlimited searches, so you can also look up those close to you and make sure they're not hiding something from their past. You also get free dark web monitoring to make TruthFinder the ultimate tool in identity protection. If your personal info appears for sale on the dark web, you'll be the first to know. Visit truthfinder.com slash nancy. Enter your own name. Get started. Dogs have this unbelievable, cats too, sense of smell. Humans have about 5 million scent receptors. Dogs have up to 3 million, depending on the breed. And it's been proven that they can sniff out 
uh, chemical change and detect all types of illnesses in humans, including epileptic seizures, certain types of cancer, uh, diabetes changes. And a theory is that our present day dog ancestors gray wolf pack survival depended on the ability to know which member of the pack was sick. Uh, Jane Velez, you have reported on so many pet heroes way in. Yes. Well, first of all, you should pay attention to your dog in your home. There's a great story out of North Carolina about a dog, a Labrador, who would get very agitated when the family's babysitter was around and would try to place himself between the seven-month-old boy and the babysitter and growl, and the parents noted the dog's hair would stand up. So they saw this happening so often, they decided to put a recording device in the home when they left, and they found out that this babysitter was abusing their child, slapping the child and insulting the child. And because they were alerted by the dog, they ultimately had this woman arrested. So when you're a parent or you're just a person, pay attention to your dogs. If you want to know what it's like to be an animal, take a vow of silence for a couple of hours and see what mechanisms you're going to use to communicate. You're going to find yourself tapping and doing a lot of the same maneuvers that dogs can because they can't speak English, but they can communicate. And, um, you know, what I say is it's not just dogs. We have this odd thing in our culture where some animals, oh, we love them, we adore them, we deify them. Others, they're not entitled to any respect and we consider them commodities. Let me just tell you that there's um, tremendous, tremendous intelligence in pigs. In fact, Lulu, a housebroken pot-bellied pig, saved her human companion's life. Um, the a woman was on vacation, Joanne, in Pennsylvania. She collapsed in a heart attack. The pot-bellied pig ran out of the mobile home where they were staying, crashed through the gates. When a car was coming, the pig would lie down on the road. Several cars just veered around the dog. Lulu kept running back to check on her human companion. Finally, she ran out, threw herself on the ground again. A motorcyclist stopped, followed Lulu back to the mobile home, and that's where he encountered uh, Lulu's mom uh, lying there having had a heart attack, and they called 911. So pigs are extremely intelligent animals. They are smarter than dogs, and they have the intelligence of very young human children. So as we expand our circle of compassion beyond the boundaries of our own species, let's not just stop at dogs and cats. Let's consider all animals. Because guess what? We're all animals, including us humans. You know, Jane Velez Mitchell, have I told you today, I just love you. I loved you from the very first moment that you <laughs> filled in for me as a guest host on CNN's HLN. And that was just it. And to hear you speak and tell your stories, I, I just want the world to love you as much as I love you. I just can't imagine that I've got Jack Hanna and Jane Velez Mitchell on at the same time. You know, I've got another lady with me, and I want you guys to hear her incredible story. And again, I'm looking at a picture of her, and I've just got to tell you, it just really makes me cry it's of this lovely blonde lady, and she's wearing tights, black tights and a blue T-shirt, and she's looking down at a little boy who looks like he's reading an iPad, and he's got his head resting on a big dog, like he's a pillow. 
with me right now. And let me just go ahead and destroy your name. I think I'm saying correctly, Shauna Niehaus. No? Yes, you Oh, my it. goodness, Alan. Let me just rub it in that I, I pronounced it right the first time, unlike some people, <laughs> you, that I won't mention. Shauna, I'm looking at this little boy, and I'm guessing this is your little boy. You're a five-year-old. Yes. What happened? So this the day this picture was taken was the day that we met Tornado, my son's service dog. Uh, that was the first day of our training class. Um you know, we live in Japan right now. Um, we're Americans, but we live in Japan. And we had been fundraising for um, quite a long time uh, to cover the costs of training for a tornado. And then also for our family, our family of five traveling from Japan to Ohio to the organization that trained tornado for Kai. And there, there's, <laughs> There's so much. Why does Kai need a service dog? So Kai is autistic. Um, we, when he, when he was younger, we noticed that, that he, there are some elements to uh, having an autistic child that can be really challenging. Uh, and as a parent, it's your responsibility to, um, you know, help them live their most fulfilling life, give them the most access to the world, support them and love them in the best ways that you can. And Kai is a dog person. I'm a dog person. Um, and he's always what, where he would find troubles socially with people or find challenges with people. Uh, those, those social interactions uh, didn't come really naturally to him, but he did always gravitate to dogs. So, my husband and I debated getting him a pet dog, but we thought, well, if we're going to get him a dog, let's let's get him, you know, something something proper that can be with him. If this is who he he might make a connection to, let's go for it. So we 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 decided to um, fundraise and have a tornado raised for Kai. Um, <clears throat> so this the day that, of the picture that you see is the first day that they met um, towards the end of the day after we had traveled across the entire globe through the continental US to get over to Ohio, we met Tornado for the first time. Kai was really overwhelmed. He, he, I think we were all overwhelmed along with other families who were other recipient families who had received their dogs that day. And Kai, my husband had to take Kai back to where we were staying and give him a break and kind of bring him, you know, in and out, you know, as, as he could um, manage himself. And then this was sort of at the end of the day, shortly before we were leaving and out of nowhere, Kai came out of the children's playroom, grabbed his iPad and then just came in late on tornado. And sorry, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> uh, so it, it, that moment where you see me kind of crying is actually, it was really like, like an ugly cry, um, uh, was, sort of the moment that uh, two years of hope went into that moment. You know, we we signed on to fundraise. We signed on to, to travel. We signed on for all of this hope that Kai might connect with um, his service dog and that his service dog, Tornado, would help be that bridge from Kai to bring those connections to the rest of the world, to help give him access to the rest of the world, to help give 
my husband and I peace of mind when when you know we live in Tokyo and it and it's exceptionally busy here and the people the crowds are are out of this world and that's overwhelming for anybody <clears throat> let alone you know a child with sensory processing differences so he's already an american kid in Tokyo and he is autistic to add yeah. on to it i'm looking at this photo yeah. and you say it was worth every fight every diagnosis Every dollar, every paper filled out, every school meeting, every tear I shed, every step forward, every step back to see what you're seeing right then. And it's, you say, the face of a mother who sees her child, who she cannot hug, wash, dress, snuggle, and touch freely because of his autism, now laying on his service dog of your child's own free will. And I've got that photo posted on CrimeOnline.com. Jack Hanna with me, Jane Velez, Jory Natal, Shauna Niehaus. Jack, what is it about the presence of animals? I mean, at night, you know, well, hold on, Jack. Jane Velez Mitchell, you'll be happy to know I've got six pets in the house right now. Um, our rescue. As I say, pound puppy, but I, I don't think we're supposed to say that anymore. A rescue dog that they told me was a purebred dachshund. Well, that is so not true, but whatever he is, we love him. He's insane. Fat boy. Cinnamon girl, who is the cat. My nephew and his wife and baby are living with us right now. They have Precious and Benji. And then my daughter got obsessed with guinea pigs. Now we have Abby and Chloe who chase Aww. each other all night long and weak and popcorn and the whole works. So, and, and she wants another one. Just want to tell you that. Jack Cannon, what is this calming, this calming influence that pets have? Like even at night after we have supper and we finished our homework and we're sitting around watching something on Disney, they want to bring the dog in to sit with them. What is that? Well, I just think the dogs are, are bright enough to know about what the, what, what the temperament is, what, what's going on at nighttime. I mean, they, these animals sit and watch and learn things. But one thing I want to mention real quickly, I was listening to what Jane was saying. And the three things I talked to, to people that I learned from my dad on the farm when I was five years old, I want to get a little parakeet. And uh, my dad said, Jack, let me, I know you love this little parakeet you saw in the store window. Yeah, I do, Dad. He said, remember something, son. It's a word called responsibility, just like on this farm here. You're responsible for the life of that animal. That means you will take care of it every single day. You'll make sure it's had a great life. You're not going to have some little small cage, and you're going to take care of that animal, Jack. But you know something, after love, love something like you do, you have a responsibility when you have a pet. You have the love for it. You have a responsibility for it. And you know something I figured out about 20, 30 years ago? Guess what else it teaches? And they, you may think I'm being morbid here. It teaches death. For example, when little Petey died five years later, I buried him in a little uh, Cheerios box at the top of our hill there on the farm. Now, that was my first one. Then next time we had a, a terrible thing. I had little, two little goats, and my dad felt terrible. One of them hit underneath the car and lost his life. Now, after those two things, my grandfather died two years later. Now, what I'm saying, everybody, is for me to go through death of a grandparent or my parents are both gone, you see how as you get older, what happens. And you may think I'm crazy when I use that word death. I, don't, I won't use it in front of children. But what it teaches all of us, or at least taught me, and I know it teaches others, that when you're an animal like that, whether it be a dog, a bird, whatever it might be, uh, it teaches those things. You have to love that animal, your responsibility for that animal, for its life, 
and life will end. But a lot of young people like myself didn't understand. We all know this. I'm 70 now, and you never think life is going to end until you've seen what I'm sure Jane and myself and a lot of you guys have. If you work with animals, you know what's going to happen eventually, but children don't understand it. You don't sit there and talk to them about it, but they'll be exposed to it. And I may sound corny on this interview today, but those are the things I've lived by uh, when it comes to animals. You love them. You're responsible for those animals. And then at that point, you know that day will come. But a lot of people don't understand that day will come. And um, and that's what I think the animal world helps with as well. You know, Jack, um, another thing that I love about you and your whole team, your beautiful family and wife, you live by the words you preach. You don't say one thing and do another. And you know, at a time where every time I go online or dare to turn on the news, I hear about one more famous person has done a, allegedly a horrible thing. And you know what? That's not true about Jack. That is not true. What he says, he lives by. And you know what's interesting? Uh, you'll be happy to know, all four of you. Lucy first became obsessed. Well, John David got obsessed with dogs, hence Fat Boy, street name Nitro. And um, then Lucy was obsessed with cats. She, I'd sneak up on her on her iPad to see what she was looking at, and it would be cat videos. I mean, we all had to watch them. One cat video after the next. Okay, so that's how we got Fat Boy and Cinnamon. <laughs> Then we had cinnamon for about six months until the video started again about guinea pigs. Last night, I said, can I have that awesome salad you're making? She says, Mom, this is for the guineas. I mean, it's a full-on salad. It's carrots, it's red bell peppers, green bell peppers, (laughs) romaine lettuce, cucumbers, zucchini, the works. And she makes two full-on human salads. No wonder they poop all the time. I just pray. I pray that she doesn't get into horses, okay? Because I just, I, I just don't think I can take it. And I know more guineas are on the way. Listen to this story, guys. This woman, Diane Boucher, was woken up from a deep sleep at 4.30 in the morning by Oreo, her cat. The cat wouldn't stop screaming. Would not stop screaming. She ran out to check on the cat. And you know that sound. When you hear your cat or dog make a crazy, high-pitched, screamy sound, she ran out, and what she found were flames. And if it had not been for her cat waking her up, Mm. you know, she would be dead and her home destroyed. There are stories like David... CC, 14 years old, couldn't swim, fell out of his dad's boat. And within minutes, a dolphin called Filippo had come to the tourist attraction and saved the boy's life, pushing him up out of the water to safety. I mean, a dog, Brenda Owen, gone out for a walk with her dog. She spotted a wheelchair on a riverbank, sees a woman in the water, She called out. The woman didn't answer. She said to the dog, fetch. The dog jumped straight in that cold river water and pulled the woman to shore. I mean, it goes on. A two-year-old child in Texas walking with his grandmother when Arf, the family's dog, got very agitated so badly. The dog thought, I mean, the grandmother thought, I better take the child inside. The dog's going crazy. The child's mother came out to find Arf in a fight. With a 24-inch North American coral snake. And 
Jack Hanna, you can tell us about coral snakes. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, a, it's a snake, obviously, that can be fatal. It's not a matter of a, like a rattlesnake. You know, people talk about rattlesnakes all the time. The good Lord made a rattlesnake because a snake will rattle so you don't step on it. And people say, oh, my God, it's a rattlesnake. Well, be very happy it's a rattlesnake. A coral snake looks like some other kinds of snake, king snake, things like that. But that's um, neurotoxic and hematoxic, as you know, is a, is a rattlesnake, those kind of snakes where it's just a very painful bite and also just rots. Uh, but when it comes to a coral snake, which is pretty rare, the animal has to basically chew. It doesn't have the fangs. And that goes, that's uh, uh, not hematite, it's neurotoxic, which means it goes to the brain and you go to sleep, basically. And I'm sorry to say you might just sleep forever. forever. So people get mi- mixed up on snakes. I've filmed snakes all over the world. Um, uh, when people always ask me the question, oh my gosh, Jack, have you been bitten? You know, I, I don't like that question because, as Jane will agree, if I'm bitten or something by an animal, usually, usually most of the time, it's my fault. It's not the animal's fault. When we film out there for 30 years, I made it clear 30 years ago, you respect, it's called respect for your animal at home. It's respect for the elephants, the lions. Some film crews love to go in there and push it to where the damn gum thing attacks the Jeep and throws it over, and some guy gets bitten. You know, the reality TV. I'm not a big fan of it uh, because it doesn't teach the young people how to go to Africa or India or the North Pole, South Pole, wherever I go. Uh, we, res- we film with respect. Okay, maybe you don't get the best film of something attacking and blood flying every which way. That's their home, not my home. And we always film with respect to these animals. And we've always done it. And the guy, our crew has been together for 23 years. And we all work as a team, as a family. And we look at those wild animals. You, you, your animal at home, you know, you, you respect your animal at home. You don't sit down... And, and take a, a dog, my dad taught me that, and you, you put food there in his thing, and all of a sudden you have a two-year-old or somebody visits you, and they go over and grab the food out of the dog bowl, and Jane will tell you that could be a fatal bite. Not a fatal bite. That could be a, a terrible bite. So kids have to learn about animals. And I know I'm jumping around a lot. My dad used to tell me on the farm I have AT&T or ADT, AD, I don't know what the hell the heck I have. My dad would tell me, I can't remember if it's ADH or AT&T. I call it. ADHD. Okay, whatever it is. Anyway, I jump around a lot, but I just am trying to explain things about animals. And, you know, some dogs have never even bitten anybody, but you can't go up to a dog and just grab the food out of the pot. You know, I learned all these things on the farm and how to, how to respect the animal world. And that's what I try to do when I film and when I talk about the animals, you know. And if there's a Columbus Zoological Park, I think Jane knows 98% of our animals today, 98% come from other zoos. I can go collect if I need a, a sperm or an egg or something like that because uh, I think we really are the arcs of the world. We, we weren't that. We were not that, by the way, 20, 30 years ago. But today, um, millions, tens of millions of dollars are spent on to make sure these animals have habitats uh, they're some of the best in the world. And if we can't touch the heart to teach the mind of these people about your dogs or cats or some of these animals, and none of them, when I do my speeches to two and 3,000 people in these theaters, I ask the audience, how many of you have ever seen an uh, elephant in Africa? No hands. How many of you have ever seen a killer whale? No hands. How many of you have seen, I could go through a list of 5,000 animals, and usually sometimes I'll see a dolphin, and you'll get some hands up. So what I'm trying to say is, in the zoological world, in the aquarium world, having these animals, now that we know how to, to breed them and have them and have the proper habitats, and then I'll, I'll agree with people way back when they weren't good habitats, uh, but now today we do that because we have to sh- let people see for themselves why they would love an animal to save an animal. If you can't love something, you can't save something. In the world, the, the, my wife hates this term, but I'll say it real quick. I have kids and grandkids, but I'll tell you one thing is I travel the world. The main thing we have, everybody, you can do global warming, so everything you want to, it's called overpopulation. I think Jane knows this probably. Overpopulation takes animals' room. It's that, it's that simple. 
and it's not rocket science, everybody. We can sit here and debate on global warming. You debate all you want to, water, air, all this stuff. I agree with what you What causes this? The good Lord put the earth here. He told us to do with what predator-prey relationship on our earth. Obviously, with so many people, it's been screwed up. So that's why we have to sit here and, and uh, at least teach people something about other animals throughout the world, you know, and that kind of thing. And hopefully people learn from their dogs and cats. Um, without the animal world, none of us would be here in many different ways. But the animal world has taught me a lot, by the way. When I go out there and study the gorillas or watch them for all, the, all of these years and the lions, which are, you know, a real social animal, not like the solitary cats most of them spot or you see the, the snakes, for example. You know, these are all creatures on earth. And, and if you go out and learn about them and see them, then you respect them. You know, Jane, what you were saying earlier about it's not just cats and dogs. On a hot August August day at Brookfield Zoo, a three-year-old boy falls into a gorilla enclosure and actually gets knocked out. A female lowland gorilla, Binti Jew, guarded the boy from all the other gorillas. Then she picks the baby boy up in her arms like a human would hold a baby. She's got her own 17-month-old baby on her back, and she carries the human baby 60 feet to an entrance and hands the baby to the human zookeepers. I mean, Jane, why don't people understand that animals are extremely intelligent? Well, because they can't speak English, and this is why some people have, here in Los Angeles, you'll probably chuckle, but uh, one of the things that some of the animal rights activists are doing is taking a vow of silence for a couple of hours every day to communicate nonverbally so that they can understand what it's like to be an animal. And so, you know, animals exhibit unconditional love. They uh, are highly intelligent. They have all the emotions that humans have. They experience terror. They experience loneliness. They experience longing. They they have all the whole range of emotions. I mean, my gosh, my four little rescues here at home. Uh, they uh, we've got a reality show going on right here with Cabo San Lucas, Foxy, and uh, I, Foxy from Fresno, rescued from the streets of Fresno. Little Rico, rescued from the streets of Puerto Rico, and Tux. The cat rescued from Queens, New York. I want you to tell me, Jane Velez Mitchell, from your encyclopedia mind about animals, an animal hero story. Yes. Well, you know, we've had fires here in California. And, of course, we urge everyone, take your companion animals with you if there's any kind of danger because you never know when you're going to get back. Well, there was a family in Sonoma County just recently that had to evacuate. They woke up. They saw the flames encroaching. They grabbed their daughter. They grabbed their eight dogs and cats. But one dog refused to leave. Why? Because they had eight rescue goats as well. And the the rescue goats couldn't be evacuated. They did not have the trailers to take the goats away. The dog, Odin, refused to leave the goats. They left. The family left, leaving the dog behind because he refused to leave. Their house was totally destroyed. They came back several days later, and Odin had saved the eight rescue goats, as well as a baby deer who had joined uh, fleeing the flames. And he was singed, and he was limping, but he saw it upon himself as his responsibility to herd and save those goats. With me today, Jane Velez Mitchell, my friend, longtime friend and colleague. You know what, Jane, you're beautiful on the inside and the out. My awesome friend, Jack Hanna, Director Emeritus 
animal ambassador of the world-famous Columbus Zoo and Aquarium, host of Jack Hanna's Into the Wild and Wild Countdown. Jack Hanna, friend. My new friends, Dory Natal and her dramatic story of how Jedi saved her baby's life, and Shauna Niehaus with a dramatic story of her son, who is autistic, and his new life with his service dog, and their struggle living in a, a strange land with a strange language, but with a wonderful, wonderful rescue pet. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible, Lisa Mattress. Tired of tossing and turning because you sleep hot? Look no further than Lisa's chill collection. You can say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. For a limited time, save up to $460 on a chill collection mattress and get two pillows free. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max.